Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Everything is going digital. Think of how we consume news, music, books, TV, even our friends, our relationships, our jobs, and our get togethers are digital. And now it's our assets too. I bought my first Bitcoin at $16. Um, back then, it was it was a much more difficult thing to do. Um, so I had to meet a, uh, a person in a uh, dirty McDonald's on the uh, the northwest side of Chicago, um, and had to trade cash for uh, for Bitcoin back then. You've probably heard about it on the news or from your tech savvy friends. Some, like Nick Donarski, who you just heard, have dabbled in it for years. It goes by many names, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Dogecoin. They all fall under cryptocurrency. Just this past fall, California's historic Staples Center was renamed Crypto.com Arena after the website that, quote, lets you buy cryptocurrency at its true cost. You might also recall hearing about New York's newly elected mayor, Eric Adams, requesting to accept his first few paychecks in crypto a first step toward turning New York City into what he hopes will become the center of cryptocurrency. It happened just as cryptocurrency markets were crashing. How much money did you lose? And do you have any regrets? <laughs> well, listen, it's the same when I invested in the stock market um, in my 401k. Um, we saw a drastic drop uh, during 2018 and other times. Uh, when you're a long-term investor, you don't keep your eyes on your portfolio. You buy low and hopefully you get the recovery that you desire. And the purpose of the Bitcoin is to send a message that New York City is open to technology. You're going to see a large amount of new technology in the city of New York and encourage our young people to be engaged in these new emerging markets. And I'm excited about the future of this city, and I'm excited about bringing my young people who have been historically denied access to new technology. But whether you understand the craze and conversations or not, and many of us don't really, this is more than a trend. But what exactly is it? Where did it come from? Why the sudden increasing interest? And is it here to stay? I'm Linda Lopez, and this is Connect the Dots from Odyssey, a weekly podcast where we draw together multiple perspectives to unpack a single compelling story.
Cryptocurrency comes in different forms and names, Bitcoin being the most popular. It's an idea that's been decades in the making, but it gains popularity after the 2008 financial crisis, when banks and corporations lost trust and credibility. For the uninitiated, crypto can seem confusing, and as a currency, not that trustworthy. So let's start with the basics. What is cryptocurrency? Yeah, it, it's simply digital money, uh, and you're a lot more familiar with it than you realize. That's Rick Edelman, well-known investment advisor, financial planner, host of The Truth About Your Future, and author of the book, The Truth About Crypto. Really, when's the last time you used paper money, cash, to buy something? We use our credit cards. Uh, we use debit cards. We use airline miles. That's digital money. You know, when we trade miles for an airline ticket or a hotel room, uh, casino chips really are a form of alternative money. Uh, and so we're used to dealing with this. We use PayPal and Venmo and Zelle. All of that is digital money. And that's what cryptocurrency is. It's simply digital money. But crypto, I think everyone can understand the concept of, you know, you get your paycheck, you have cash, you use that even if it is in other forms. But cryptocurrency is something that's created on its own. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly right. So just as the federal government prints uh, dollars and they create it on their own, uh, on the Internet, the Bitcoin uh, blockchain prints its own version of money called Bitcoin. And it is entirely digital. There is no government involved. And it makes it totally independent, global, trading 24-7 around the world. And that is what is revolutionary about this. It's the first time ever that we have had money created independently without the purview of a government involved. Edelman believes that the future of cryptocurrency is global and will be completely transformative to the system we have now. And there's some thought that because that's the case, this actually could be an equalizer of sorts. People who don't have bank accounts or who don't deal in the banking system, aren't able to get a credit card, um, could make really great use of this. Is that the case? That's exactly the point, is that we, our banking system, not just here in the U.S., but the global banking system, is very unfair. It's a centralized system, meaning you can only open a bank account if the bank lets you do it. You have to meet their criteria, minimum account deposit. You have to be willing to pay their fees. You have to work within their hours, which are only, you know, Monday through Friday, except for holidays. And you have to do it under their rules. Thanks to this new technology, it's available everywhere in the world to everyone with no account minimums and no need to get anybody's permission. Anybody with a cell phone, you don't even need a smartphone, just an ordinary cell phone gives you access to this. And we have to keep in mind how important this is, Linda, because here in the U.S., you know, most of us are, are affluent. Most Americans have a bank account. And our banking system, although we love to hate it, you know, it works pretty well. Mm -hmm. It's reliable and it's dependable. But we have to remember that there's uh, more than a billion people on the planet who don't have access to a bank account. Either they don't earn enough money to be able to open one or they don't live anywhere near one. These people have no access to the global financial system. As you said, they, they can't deposit money, which means they can't safeguard their money. Imagine if you got your paycheck and you had to carry around the cash in, on, on your person all day. You'd be you know, at risk of robbers and thieves. 
by not having a bank account. And what if you wanted to borrow money to rent an apartment, uh, buy a car, buy a home? You wouldn't be able to do it without the access of a bank. Well, thanks to Bitcoin, you don't need a bank. You can safeguard your money on your phone. Uh, you can have access to credit of incredibly small amounts. And this is going to provide access to a billion people around the world to banking who never before had it. This is going to enable them to save money and to make money in a way that is unprecedented. We see this as, frankly, the elimination of poverty on a worldwide basis. That's a huge statement, but observers all over the financial world see that scale of transformation possible. Julie Almataveras is also known online as the Investing Latina. She's an award-winning bilingual personal finance expert. I think that crypto is definitely going to be something that is much more um, applied in many different ways. I think it's going to become a pretty strong form of exchanging because when we think about traveling, we're thinking about exchanging our dollars to that country's currency, right? So I'm from the Dominican Republic. I'll, I, I go to DR and I convert my dollars into pesos, you know? And what crypto is allowing us to do is really it's actually making it a sort of even playing field in many ways because you can essentially now buy things anywhere in the world using crypto. I mean, there's still a ways to go before we get to that place, but I think that that's really what the future looks like. Like the same way that you can just go walk up to an ATM to take out that that currency of that country that you're in, you're also going to be able to go to that a different country and be able to use the currency that you currently have in your crypto wallet to purchase things that they have. So I think it really is about making things a little bit easier for people and allowing more people access and um, removing barriers uh, that currently exist when it comes to financial access. It's been an interesting transformation. We're not quite at the place where the banks are totally loving it. But um, if we think back to a couple years ago, we had some of the biggest executives and some of the biggest banks denouncing crypto. Like, this is crazy. This will never work. This makes no sense. Fast forward to 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic, these same exact executives started buying crypto and started offering it in in the in their terms right in the, from their banks and so it's been really interesting to kind of see something that was completely dismissed to now become something that is more accepted and truly they're trying to figure out how to adapt you know if you can't beat them join them and that's really the perspective that the banks have taken on it's really um i think a positive thing because again we really want to figure out how we can make the whole financial system easier for everybody, not just here in the U.S., but truly around the globe. So that's, I think, a, a, a part of it that we should always remain focused on. Like, how can we make things better? How can we make a financial system better? And how can we serve people, especially in our communities, you know, our communities of color in the Latin community? It's really important because we are oftentimes not in strong economic standing. And so to have something that can be somewhat, to can get to the point that where it's stable and can be used as a form of exchange um, would be really great. 
Another thing that I've seen also um, is really uh, banks kind of working with crypto in interesting ways. So for example, there is this new tech fintech company called Onda. And Onda is allowing you to transact the normal way that you do with your money. So you can have direct deposit, you're paid in dollars, right? That's how most of us, the majority of people are currently still paid. You're paid in dollars and you can deposit it into your account. And then Onda is really creating a bridge where they're teaching people about crypto, even as they do their regular transactions. And their regular transactions is actually becoming a little bit of a reward system. So as you deposit money into the account, you're also able to earn tokens. So you're able to get this crypto just by using your, your account. So I think that's really interesting. And when we think about bridging these two worlds, the, the modern, the current modern world to the future modern world of what crypto can be and how it can truly kind of change our lives. I, I love that Onda is doing that. And I think there's going to, we're going to see a lot more fintech companies do things like this because it's something that we can't ignore. People are interested in crypto. People are trading it. You know, we there is definitely a lot of uh, volatility when it comes to, to a new asset class like this, but it's definitely the future. One of the big issues with cryptocurrency is that there are so many new terms and concepts that come with it that make it exist that many people don't have comfort with them and therefore don't have trust. We asked Rick Edelman to break down one of the big ones. You talked a little bit about the blockchain there. Can you tell us why that, what exactly it is and why that means cryptocurrency is secure? You're exactly right. This is new technology with a whole new language. We have that with uh, our computers as well. Nobody ever heard of bits and bytes. Uh, nobody ever heard of a mouse or Bluetooth. Uh, we, all of these words are new, and we have to get used to that with this uh, conversation too. You're right. There's a whole set of new language. And the blockchain is the most important single word because that's what this is all about. The technology that lets Bitcoin operate and all the other coins and tokens, you've heard of NFTs and DeFi, even if you don't know what that nonsense is, you've heard of them. They all exist because of the underlying technology, which is the blockchain. In other words, you've heard of email, you use it all the time. Well, email can only exist because of the internet. And it's the same thing with Bitcoin. Bitcoin exists because of blockchain. So what is that? It's simply a new way of keeping track of movements of money. In other words, the way you've done it throughout your life is your own checkbook. You know, you record in your checkbook your deposits and your expenses, you know, the, the money coming in and the money going out. And your checkbook is a private ledger. Only you have it. Only you can see it. You show it to only those who you want to show it to. And if you wanted to cheat, you could create a second fake checkbook. You know, we've heard of two sets of books. Right. why Al Capone went to prison. So this is why checkbooks are questionable. This is why we hire auditors and accountants to make sure that what you wrote down in your checkbook is legitimate. Companies spend huge amounts of money on auditing. And we have regulators double checking because we don't trust anybody. Well, TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 